Hello, welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer. With me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And this is part two of our episode uh, that we just did part one. Now we're going to do part two. If you didn't hear part one, go listen to that or watch it. We talked about Hi-Fi Rush, Fire Emblem Engage, the Xbox uh, Developer Direct, um, all the stuff with Halo and Gear 6, and uh, quite a few other things. But now let's focus on part two. We're going to talk about my time with the demo uh, Through the Rhythm Final Bar Line on Switch. Mark's been playing for Spoken. We're going to talk about the big news about E3 missing the big three. Uh, Amazon wanting to make a whole universe out of Tomb Raider. And a whole lot of other things right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. And well, just to get this out of the way really quick here, again, go listen to part two or watch part go watch or listen to part one but we are part of the last word on gaming and also the last one on sports podcast network along with the wtm network youtube channel and the whole wtm network everything but um just in case you didn't know remember you cannot subscribe anymore through the audio feed of wtm network that no longer exists uh, you need to subscribe through Video Games to the Max on anywhere that you have podcasts, which uh, that's Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, wherever there are podcasts, we pretty much are on there. Uh, go subscribe, give us five stars, uh, go do a review. You can watch on YouTube Live, watch on our Twitch Live, W10 Network, on the Twitter, W10 Network, you can watch W10 Network, Facebook. Or listen later on the man. Also, last word on gaming, it's on there. And of course, last word on sports podcast, which is pretty much set to debut with these episodes. Uh, first ones that are going to be on there uh, with this new network supposedly starting uh, in a matter of days. So, anyway, going into what we need to talk about for this episode. Um, we'll leave the TV stuff for last because we're also going to talk about our thoughts on episodes two and three of The Last of Us. I know Last of Us episode four is pretty much uh, right out there for you to watch as well. But hey, uh, it's all a continuous show. We should just uh, talk about that. But let's get into some sad news about this industry, uh, which we're probably going to see more as. You know, if if or when or whatever, if we happen to hit a recession officially and as more of these live service, our multiplayer heavily focused games continue to uh, come up, you're going to see a lot of them come down. And quite a few of these next stories are attached to that. Um, so, you know, we saw what was Babylon's fall last year, basically come out and then get shut down in the same year. Uh, we've seen other types of these games come out and not do well. And several of these games are pretty much following that same breath here 
uh, cross. I'm just going to list all these out and then we can talk about them all together. Uh, whichever one strikes your fancy or you feel is uh, more important, Mark. Uh, Crossfire X, uh, which was supposed to be lauded as having this wonderful single player campaign, uh, shooter focus as a shooter game, and then going to have multiplayer as well. Both the single player and multiplayer, which is weird, is being shut down on May 6th. Um, according to Smilegate, it decided to end support for the title because the game was ultimately not where it needed to be. Um, and obviously the single player mode going away is a big game preservation problem, but that's just the industry at large, quite frankly. Uh, Knockout City is shutting down on June 6th. If you remember, it did come out under the EA Originals banner, but then when uh, Velen, the developer, decided to make it free to play, they had to take over publishing themselves. And it's actually made it to season nine, which launches at the end of this month, February 28th. But then after uh, 12 weeks, it's going to shut the game servers down on June 6th. And then they're supposed to release some standalone player hosted version of the game for PC so players can keep playing. But honestly, after that 12 weeks is over, Knockout City is going to pretty much go into some kind of hibernative state, quite frankly, where you're not going to see a lot of people talking about it. And then get Black for Blood. It did get three DLC uh, expansions or at least three DLCs. So it's not like it just went from coming out to nothing. But Back for Blood is ending development. Turtle Rock is moving on to something else. Uh, they are a small studio and this was a AAA game. And they just basically don't have enough folks to continue to working on Back for Blood uh, and also make another game at the same time. So they're basically shutting down. Uh, well, shutting Back for Blood is not shutting down. It's going to continue to operate. And it is on PlayStation Plus and Game Pass. Um, and, you know, but they're pretty much not going to make anything new for it, which for many people that might essentially end their time playing with it. We'll see. Uh, EA's also shut down Titanfall. Uh, it, apparently, there was a Titanfall Apex single player campaign that was being made that got shut down uh, by EA. Uh, it was called Titanfall uh legends basically um and unfortunately it just didn't uh work out and sucks because that would have that would have made me want to play apex legends because i love titanfall and it sucks that they just couldn't make it work um and it was apparently best barely announced last week internally at least they will be getting service packages uh for those that are laid off, if they can't be repositioned elsewhere. This isn't it for Apex Legends, though. The game of the year for Apple, App Store, and Google Play, Apex Legends Mobile is shut down, uh, which is really weird, considering, again, that this game was the freaking game of the year for those two stores. Battlefield Mobile getting shut down is not that big a surprise. Battlefield in general, is just in a bad place right now. But it was in mobile apparently just was not delivering the quality and quantity and existing cadence. Basically, it just didn't have enough people playing yeah. it to, to support it. It continued to exist. Uh, Rumbleverse also will have be having its server shut down on February 28th. 
um, at 10 a.m. Central Time, and that's six months after it launched, which really sucks to hear. It was really cool to have a different version of a sort of like Battle Royale type game. Uh, Iron Galaxy is going to keep making games, but just won't be doing anything more with Rumbleverse, uh, which is sort of like a, I guess, like a Royal Rumble. Uh, no, type. no. It, it was... It, uh... It was in a big city, and you know, basically battle royale. Yeah, it's a battle royale. Um, but it was more like fun and not so yeah serious. So you're, you're yeah. No guns, you know, you're doing suplexes and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So it's wrestling focused, sort of. Um, and then also, I guess, just to add to the, this one's not nearly as negative. These things happen, but uh, Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor was delayed till April 28th, which actually might be good for it. Because now it's not coming out around Resident Evil 4 remake. Now it's coming out the same day as Dead Island 2, which would be surprised that's, that gets delayed again. But they're just polishing the game. It's pretty much done. They're just wanting to make sure it's the best version of the game it can be. So that's kind of okay. But it is another thing that EA has to announce here. So including all of this in there, Mark. Damn. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. I would say that the bummer one for me is quite Rumbleverse. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it. I mean, I guess for, uh, I mean Epic did publish it, but I don't think launching it only on on Epic Game Store is a great idea. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, not. And it's a bummer because, like, man, imagine if they had teamed up with like WWE or AEW. Yeah. No, I. You laugh, and I. I wasn't kidding. You know that would have been a a really good partnership. Yeah, no, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I, like, had something stuck in my throat. Oh. I was trying to get it out at the same time. Uh, no, you are right about that, actually. If they would have yeah. been able to get, especially WWE, uh, if they would have been mean, able to get that, that would be really cool. I think WWE has too many partnerships. Like, they have, like, you know, John Cena's in Fortnite, so it's, yeah, and get him. But, I mean, like, AEW would have Well, I mean, that also thing. might violate their 2K thing if they technically yeah. did that as well, possibly. Uh, I don't know where AEW sits with their partnership about uh, well, how I, that. I imagine, I mean, either game or either division would have been like, well, it's not a wrestling game per se, you know, so let us do it. <laughs> yeah. It, it uh, still would have been awesome if they could, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, I mean, Crossfire is not a surprise. I was kind of surprised it was still going on. Uh, I mean, that game flopped from the beginning. Right, like it was so bad, and they had to work on that so much to get it to where it was like even playable for a while, and then people just largely forgot about yeah. it. And then it was supposed—I remember they announced the like second set of uh, single-player stuff announced, and like it was like nobody cared. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess Knockout yeah, City. City. I I really like Knockout City. I so I never played it, uh, so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, Knockout City was fun. Um, I played it that first like couple weeks that it was out on Game Pass, um, and they made it free on the other systems for a while until they eventually had to take it behind the paywall. But yeah, I, I mean, the fact that it lasted as much as it did, it sucks to hear that they had to take it uh, down because it it was actually a really fun game. Right. Um, but as, uh, as what happens with these games is they have to provide like content continuously, and that's not easy to do. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some same thing for Back for Blood. I mean, I guess that did last a decent while, but I didn't like their card system when I tried to play it, like for their beta thing. 
And yeah, the card system felt kind of like why. Yeah, uh, I, well, the why is so they can sell you more packs or sell you more crap. Yeah, but but it it just added a unneeded wrinkle, or you know, just people just like people wanted like a more basic version of like that like that Left for Dead was. They don't need a bunch of extra crap. Exactly. Uh, I, I saw this meme going around. I don't think you'll like it, but it was basically like get on Game Pass, go broke. A lot of these games were on Game Pass. <laughs> And not have actually well, been selling that well. I I don't think that Back for Blood, uh, that's the fault of Back for Blood because they were doing well enough to go and make another deal with PlayStation later for PlayStation Plus, and they yeah. released three DLCs. I don't think that they did terribly. Uh, right. It's like I think it's they're not being wrong. They're not being. Uh, they're not lying when they say, look, we just don't have enough people on our team to be able to make another game and keep supporting this one with new content. So you might as well just leave it in the way it is. This was not getting shut down. You can still play it. It's just. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, I mean, eh, it's, yeah. It's not like Left 4 Dead kept going on. I mean, they had like one or two like free DLC campaigns and that was about it. And same for like Left 4 Dead 2, you know? Yeah. And it's true. I mean, it's, it is not like it just kept going. Um, and who's to say that if for some reason it, it, it gets some kind of resurgence or something, or they have enough of an audience when that next game comes out that they don't keep, they don't go back to it. No, they yeah. just, so they, they could, right? That's the one that, that at least they left that open. Whereas the other ones, they are uh, just basically getting shut down. Um, the Titanfall one sucks because it would have been cool to see what that would have been like. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they they seem completely done with Titanfall as like a property. Yeah, no, definitely. Which, yeah. yeah, it's like well, okay, like that was one of your few good good spots. So, I mean, it, when Respawn has that Star Wars Jedi going on, they can kind of afford to do that, though. Unfortunately, yeah. But it's also like, uh, well, here's here's three more Battlefield games that no one's gonna give a shit about. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, at least they kind of know where the bet is better with Apex. Uh, I think the mobile game was kind of like, a, why are we doing this when we need to be supporting the the actual like console and PC version yeah. and focus on that? This is like just wasting resources and we don't have enough people. Um, yeah. But I mean, what does that say about like, do you feel like this just means that we need to take the ball and go home with a lot of these live service things? Uh or can yeah. you really have another Fortnite out there? I mean, I, I hope not. I don't like live service as a concept. I mean, just in, in a vacuum, I guess it's fine, but it's usually so predatory that it just becomes like gross. And they just most most studios just can't keep up with enough content, right? Uh, and it's not like you know, Fortnite gets by, I guess, just by having like stupid celebrity crap going on. It's like, oh, I get to play as Goku now, or I get to play. And as... they have Epic behind them, right? That right. is able to. But they're not. But they're not making like story based content. It's not like, oh, I get to play Goku. No, but they are putting new modes in there, and like you said, they are they are refreshing. Uh, that zero build mode absolutely revived a, a lot of people's interest in Fortnite. There was a lot of people that had gone away. Yeah. Or a lot of people that played Fortnite for the first time last year because the zero build mode was exactly what the doctor ordered for them to get them into it. And then, of course, yeah, yeah like you said, they constantly have something new 
with uh, celebrities or characters or whatever um, in it, and and it works, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Among Us kind of has that same feel as well. They're able to keep going. Uh, Rocket League, also owned by Epic. Uh, well, yeah, but you're, yeah. you're you're talking about games that are yeah. not story focused. Yeah. Or not, you know, I, I think about like the crew, not sorry, not the crew two, uh, the division two. Right. And it's like, yeah, that came out and like it had, I think, like maybe one DLC pack for like story thing, but it was all focused on like the bl- the stupid uh, extraction mode they had or, you know. And it's like, well, I, I mean, so- Knockout City is not story focused, right? But they're shutting that down. Right. Uh, well, I don't think. I mean, I guess you played it, but I never, I never really heard anyone else talk about talking about it. I it was a big deal when it came out for a while. There was a lot of people talking about how fun it was and everything. And it wasn't, and it wasn't just free on Game Pass. That's not Game Pass. It was free on everything yeah. for a while. That's how they got people into it. And then the problem was once they put it behind the paywall, I think people kind of just said, "Oh, well, I don't have Game Pass. I don't really want to keep playing this." Right. Um, that's the problem also with free to play. Once you give somebody something somebody for free, um, outside of like little charges here and there, it's really hard to ask them to pay uh big chunks of money for these DLCs and everything else unless they really, really enjoy the game, which is what you're hoping for, but it doesn't always work for everybody. I mean, Back for Blood had story stuff, but I think they kind of got to the end of the road with that also. Yeah. And they were like, Ah, let's just go on to another game. There's not much else for us to do here. Uh I mean, I mean if, I, just, ha- yeah, yeah, ahead, if I saw a graph of like player base decreasing, you know, month by month or whatever, and they're like, it's just not financial. I mean, even if they had people that worked on it, it's like, for what, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you had just the case of Crossfire X being very similar to like Babylon's Fall. It just wasn't good. Yeah. And then you got to shut it down. Uh, I, I think this does show that there is a huge gulf between what Epic and Among Us and some of these other ones are able to PUBG and then everybody else. Like you really have to hit it out of the park in order to be able to keep going. Yeah. Uh, You can't have like a mild hit and then expect that you're going to last for a long time because it's just not feasible. I mean, unless you get people to start like crowdfunding your things or, you're supported by a huge company like, you know, Final Fantasy, uh, World even, of Warcraft, like, you know. Even, even, even they don't do it. Look at that uh, First Soldier thing that just canceled. Well, yeah, I mean, First Soldier, yeah, exactly. See, even they have failed projects, right? Like, First Soldier failed. It just, it, maybe it wasn't good. I don't know. I didn't play the, the game. It lasted four seasons. I don't know if it was good or not. Um, but it obviously wasn't raking what they needed it to be, uh, opposed to some of the other stuff that they have like that record keeper game or Xbius or whatever, which is obviously easier for them to make. It's pixel art instead of like 3d models yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, you know, that's the thing is you really have to have something that brings people uh, to the table. And then that's the thing. You have a lot of these in development, right? Sony has what, like 10 of these in development. Yeah. Not all of them are going to be hits. Uh, I mean, that's I'd say most of them are going to be hits. I mean, that's and they already had what that uh, all star destruction all stars thing fail, right? So, like, man, I don't know. Uh, you know, we can put Destiny in that conversation as well. That's still going, and they have that new expansion coming. 
Uh, and now, obviously, they're supported by Sony as well financially, so that helps uh, yeah. on that end. I mean, they did come. Uh, there was a, a while there with Destiny Two where I think even Bungie was like, "Oh, what do we do here?" Uh, right. When when they were still with Activision, so I don't know. The state of the live service uh, multiplayer only focused thing is not uh, going through a great time right now. Um, I mean, we we saw Monster Hunter uh, Rise and Sunbreak sold really well, and that thing's doing great. Um, EA is trying to take a bite out of that with Wild Hearts uh, to the point where they are promising no microtransactions, and they will get free updates. You will not have to pay. Now, it doesn't mean that they won't do an expansion that will be paid later on down the line, but at least for right now, you're getting free updates and no microtransactions. Uh, well, at least they keep learning the lessons from Battlefront 2. So, yeah, uh, there's, uh, do you have any, I mean, you that have played Monster Hunter, uh, you have any interest in, in this Wild Hearts at, at all or? I, for me, it depends on two things, how it plays. If it's kind of as clunky as Monster Hunter is, that's kind of a deal breaker yeah. for me. Cause I, it just, to me, Monster Hunter doesn't, just doesn't feel good or it's okay. know, very, it's very deliberate. So, you know, you have, there's a real big wind-up with most weapons. But also, like, how arcane or screwed up is the online system? Yeah, I mean, the good thing that they have going for it is they don't have the tie to Monster Hunter of old when Monster Hunter was a 3DS-only game. And then, you know, they also have... They had the Monster Hunter world that was not on the Switch, but now you're still having to cater to the Switch if you do anything for the PC. So yeah. that I think also hurts it in a way, and then also you know Nintendo's online system is terrible anyway. But but like it doesn't yeah. you know it, these games are coming to other consoles now, and it's like so why do you still right. have this like really fucked system? Yeah, maybe they just can't change it really, as opposed to like EA, who if there's one thing they do right, it's online. So I don't know that we need to worry that much about. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think yeah. they can't change it. I think they see like it is no problem. Or, yeah, you know, maybe they're just used to it, and it's right. like, no, you idiots! Like it's it's bad. <laughs> just because something something you're used to something doesn't make it good. <laughs> no, you're right about that. Uh, they should be willing to make the change. Uh, maybe it's a lot. Maybe I mean I'm not a developer, so I don't know how much it makes a difference between when you start taking it from the Switch and the PC version to uh, taking it to the the other consoles and can you change anything without making huge changes to the other systems that then can't necessarily support what you do on a ps5 or a series or whatever yeah so um that's something that i like i i like the uh the gameplay they've shown of it um it's it's a bit different from a monster hunter it's set in the feudal japan era there's these like towers that you seemingly have to build or something that helps you uh, hold the kimono. They call it kimonos. Uh, so kimono with an E instead of the I. So it's, it is interesting. I'd like to see like what it looks like when it finally comes out um, and, and how good the co-op is, right? Cause those games are much better when you play them with friends than uh, just playing alone. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so let's get into this. Uh, it's a little bit of a older story at this point, and also this is 
developing, right? Because there's still a lot of time between now and June. But so far, the news that we've re- that has been received by uh, all of these sites that IGN had the exclusive was that as far as E3 2023 goes, uh, neither before, like has been in the past, where, you know, let's say June 11th and 12th, they would have had these big press conferences. And then you have the show floor that opens on the 13th until the June 16th. Uh, Reed Pop was not able to come to a deal or, or the ESA for that matter for Sony to come back, which that was always highly unlikely. And then for Xbox and Nintendo to continue to keep being at the show floor, um, this would be huge for both ends, right? Xbox, even if they hadn't been on the show floor in a while, because they were in their Microsoft theater or whatever, they always had the big press conference around E3. Uh, And then Nintendo had a booth, even though they didn't do the press conference there, they still had a booth there. So that's still a big hole that now needs to be filled by the ESA and Reed Pop as to who would be the big presence, quote unquote, there. Like, how big a deal is it that it's it's not just Sony, it's all three of them are not going to be there? Yeah, at, at this point, like, kind of why have it, you know? Wow, you think it's, like, that big a deal that neither of the three are there, so we shouldn't even have it. Like, we, we can't have well, uh, Ubisoft and Bandai Namco and... Think of it, like, this way. Like, E3 is supposed to be a place where business gets done. Like, like that's the right. primary... was the primary goal. And if no one's there to do business, there's a problem. <laughs> Or right. I mean, they, like, they are the three console makers, right? So everything you'd be doing would be PC, I guess. Um, yeah, think about like, well, think about like the TC, uh, like Television Critics Association or, you know, something like that. Like, imagine if like HBO, AMC, and, you know, uh, Netflix didn't show up. It's like, well, right. We got Apple, I guess. That's about, you know. Right. Yeah. It's not the same, right? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I guess, hey, hey, Sega might have a really long, really good, long press conference, you know? Right. I'm going to announce a Dreamcast, too. So let, let's let say, for instance, which we still don't know, right? Because we got to remember that there's a competing event going up against E3 and has been for the last few years in Summer Games Fest, or Summer Game Fest, excuse me, that is hosted by Jeff Keighley, run by Jeff Keighley, who seemingly has all the keys to the kingdom right now he's he can get everybody together uh i wouldn't say whenever he wants but he can get everybody together for these the game awards or gamescom or whatever right like even if e3 got everybody else but those three it still wouldn't be worth it no i mean because you can't can't have ubisoft do i mean they can do a conference but it's not going to care Right, it's going to be a Ubisoft forward. They're not going to do... Right. uh, Yeah. Um, EA had already not been at E3 for a while, so will they come back just to... I mean, Activision pieced out years ago also, so... I am, but Activision doesn't matter. They're about to be owned by another company, so, like... And they're all... They're basically all Call of Duty anyway. They'd just be in somebody else's show. They wouldn't... Right, uh, Andrew WK doing a doing a song about them instead. I mean, like the only other ones around are like Square Enix, right? Um, they don't they don't care about Americans that way. Or <laughs> well, like you know, they had been doing them for a while. The those those directs or whatever. Um, 
but right now they've taken so much of a focus away from the American game. I mean, almost all what they do now is Japanese yeah. type games. So they kind of just announced them at their own thing. Like supposedly there's going to be at the, the rumor was for a while that they were supposed to have some kind of uh, Final Fantasy direct in a couple of days. I don't know if that's happening anymore or not, uh, but you know, they just do that now. Right. Uh, or they do a Dragon Quest direct or they do uh, whatever else that they're working on. They don't need E3 to do that. So if E3 essentially becomes packs, but on a bigger scale, do you really need it? Like, I mean, no, because there's already packs. And then also, like, I mean, who's just going to again, just no one's going to like really show up or have what E3 is like known for. Yeah, like you're not going to have these big bombastic press conferences. Is it going to be like the I don't want to say bottom tier. That's not what it is. Like it's going to be a bunch of like the Gorilla Collective and Wholesome Direct and stuff like that. Like you're not even going to get, you know, Capcom or Sega or Atlas or anybody to show up for this. Then it'll just be the Embracer group talking about their 200 developers. Yeah, exactly. Like, is it, is it going to be the Embracer group and the Play On show? Is that what? Uh, and maybe uh, 2K might decide to show up. Like, uh, you know, according to them, they have gotten, uh, the, the, you know, they've gotten good feedback from some of these other companies, you know, uh, yeah. like a 2K, like Bandai Namco, like Ubisoft. But Ubisoft is, Ubisoft will just show up at any anything. They don't, they don't care. so but yeah it's just it really kind of again puts a puts a huge damper on them getting read pop to come in and organize it and try to make it a big deal again and it's like okay well that was something i have a feeling a lot of this is part of the esa's problem not necessarily read pop because you know yeah they put packs on it's fine you know Right. Yeah, I think the ESA has a bad reputation at this point. Uh, Are you still charging all these people a bunch of money to try to be at this thing? I mean, I get it. They have to make money or there's there's you know, they have to pay the fees and everything else to to have the convention center. But like, I mean, how are you still charging crazy fees for people to show up at this thing? And then, I mean, are you really going to get? like, depend, considering how many people, uh, no, this is open to the public as opposed to the previous in the past where it was press only. How many people are really going to buy tickets to this thing? Yeah, I heard. Uh, like, you know, I think I listened to Jeff Gersman's podcast. He talked about like how it was complete shit. And they did the open to the public stuff, and I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, they were promising to like streamline this this year, right? Where okay, you're going to have two days to press and then two days where. You have the general public there and everything. And I mean, that's okay, right? Like, that's fine. Again, if you want to, Gamescom has the general public there. We don't hear people complaining like we do at E3. Right. Uh, right. So it's all in the way in the how you do it. And if you do it well and you do it considerately, like understanding that, hey, you know, uh, even though these people paid their ticket, you do have people that are, are coming from other places. Uh, I mean, I don't think if you're crazy, if you travel, for e3 
because it's not going to be what what it was like it, you're going to a supremely watered down version of what i went to man it's crazy to say it almost like yeah you went like 2007 or 2009 like it's almost okay. like 15 years ago at this point yeah but like i feel old now uh so <laughs> If we didn't feel old enough already, that that makes you feel old. But still, it's not not the same thing. And if some of these people already go to PAX, which is closer to them, if you're if you're in New York or you're in uh, Boston or you're in Florida, don't fly all the way to freaking LA for this. It, it just doesn't. Right now, it does not seem to be the thing that you want to go to be at. Yeah, uh, they used to be the thing that you dreamed about whether you wanted to be in games media or not, like, Oh man, I want to go to an E3. How cool is this show? Like it, it sucks to hear that that's not going to be it. And then, you know, summer games fest is an, another whole thing. And um, it just, it's sad. It's sad as uh, people that have been around when E3 was at its height to see it go this way of, even if they get everybody else, but the big three, I don't know. I feel like you're going to start hearing that, oh, well, this person's really not going to be there. They're just going to do some kind of announcement and it'll be tagged as part of E3. And then it'll start unraveling as time goes on. Like, right. Uh, I just have to wonder, did Repop actually expect any of the three to show up or did they go so. ahead and agree? No, I, I, you I, think I, so? I did. You yeah. think so? Otherwise, they wouldn't have taken it over. Yeah, well, I wonder if they're trying to get out of their contract right now, uh, considering. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things that I always thought was going to be hard because Jeff Keighley just seems to have everybody's ear right yeah. now. And if they were going to show up at something, if they weren't going to have their own thing, they'd probably be a Jeff's thing. And right. yeah, I mean, he's he is as soon as that announcement came, he was quick to tell you again. Oh hey, Summer Games Fest! Remember, it's coming and it's gonna be on this day and this day. Like that dude never misses a chance to stick it to the to the ESA. Honestly, um, but yeah, I just I think we we really won't know anymore until they actually announce who's gonna be there, and then right. we can look at the lineup of what's happening and see if it would even be worth like covering or whatever because. Uh, I remember that one for the, not last year, well, last year they didn't have one, but the year before that, where they tried to have it come back and it was just an absolute shell of what it was. Um, yeah. But I mean, at least Capcom learned how to do a, an event after that. But still, uh, that being said, I think, um, we might as well go ahead and talk about the, the games we have been, uh, playing before we get to the TV stuff. Sure. Um, here. So you have been playing Forspoken. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, got a code for four one one. So, um, how long? How far are you in uh, Forspoken? <laughs> I'm yeah. about fifteen hours in. I'm in chapter seven. Uh, I beat. There are like three main bad guys in the game. Actually, there might be four. Well, actually, there well there is four. Uh, I beat the first of those. Uh. So yeah, um, that, what that yeah, demo sorry. they put out, that first demo is really is incredibly bad. They explain that game. 
Okay, so you're saying it's better than much better than the demo that I wouldn't say much better, but like the demo, they threw you into it. Like, I mean, that took a save like 20 hours in. Like, you have multiple like multiple, uh, combat systems. Like, for the first 15 hours, or until like I beat the the first bad guy or bad woman, I guess, in this game, you only have like one power system, like the earth uh, element system. Like, I just unlocked fire. Oh, wow. It took you that long. Yeah. Unlock fire. Okay. I mean, I guess you could you could maybe streamline it, or I mean, if you just like ran to the to the uh, you know the castle where she is and just beat her, you could have done it in like ten hours. But like, yeah, like they, that that demo starts you off in a pretty late game save, and it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that's... so essentially, I guess if they're listening or watching this and they they just heard things about Forspoken. Like, what would you say are, I guess, the best parts of Forspoken? Like, why would you recommend someone check out the game? It It is, I mean, much like Sonic Frontiers, it is a perfect game to play and not focus on it. If you want to listen to, if you want to, listen to a podcast or if you're on, like, season eight of Supernatural and just want to keep watching that, you know. <laughs> that, are you saying that's what you're doing? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Or I'm watching... <laughs> New York Undercover again on Amazon Prime Video. I'm like, hell yeah. Uh, combat is janky, uh, but eventually, like, I mean, I'm getting good enough at it, and I'm getting like a lot more powers, so where it's pretty automated. Uh, I mean, it's a big open world, and that's fun to explore to me. I mean, it's like an Assassin's Creed game to me. Okay, yeah, I was going to bring that up as uh, I've heard the parkour is one of the best parts of. I mean, just running around is fine. Running up shit is a little hit or miss. Like, it's just weird how they do it because it's kind of like a rhythm game, almost or like a, a tapping to it. But it, sometimes it doesn't quite work. Some stuff in this game is is like weirdly imprecise. Like the, the lock on system is just terrible. Like sometimes it just doesn't work or it doesn't like activate correctly. And I'm like, uh, okay. I how is the the story? It's. Um... Yeah, it's okay. Like, I mean, there is kind of some dumb writing, but I mean, every game has dumb writing, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's basically Alice in Wonderland. Like, you get transported to this land, and the voice acting's fine. Uh, the main girl, the main actress is okay, but I like the guy that got to do the uh, your bracelet. Um, I think his name is Jonathan Cake. I mean, you wouldn't like know him. He's not like a big actor, but I know him from like Law and Order. And a few other things, and he's like picture perfect as like the smarmy British guy. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you like the voice actor for Cuff? Okay. Yeah. Um, it, like a lot has been made about the banter between the two of them. Like, do you find it annoying as well? Or I mean, kind I mean, of, but also it's like less than like God of War or less than uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Where she was talking to okay. fucking no one, you know, she she just kept talking yeah. to herself, and I'm like, are you crazy? Like, right? Yeah. Um. So okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, man, I I remember Forbidden West. Yeah. You saying a lot about like it's weird that she just talks to herself. So yeah. at least here, she's... I mean, it, it's funny in this game because no one else can hear the cuff, so she's just having conversations with it, but everyone's like looking at her like she's crazy. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, at least you know the context, right? Uh. So. Like, is there anything impressive about the world or whatever that you're traversing in? Or I mean, to me, it's just kind of this, like the the scope of it is is pretty good. 
uh, I can think I kind of hit one of the hit one of the edges of the map, and I'm like, wow, this is this is took took me a while, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks, I think it looks fine, or you know, uh, but yeah, that demo is pretty bad. Like you're showing a video now, and I I don't have any. Like I have like fire and rock, Earth, and I, yeah. I don't have water or air yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like so, is the is the gameplay actually fun? Is it fun to when, kill the zombie characters? Or? See, I think that's yeah. that's interesting. Like once you get into the actual groove, and it it is fine, but there is a pretty big learning curve, and it feels awkward to like keep attacking with your with the R two trigger and the L two trigger. Uh so if that was not if that was like more of like on the face buttons, or if you had more options, that'd probably be better. Because L one and R one just open up like menus for like your spells, and that's it. Right, uh, I, the the so, UI is terrible. Oh, the UI is okay. Objectively, so yeah, I I think it is. I don't know if it's like low key sexist or not, but I think it's kind of hilarious because like most of these games, you know, you can you can change Kratos's like armor or right. change uh, Alloy's like weapon or something like that. In this game, you change the main character's nails. Right. Yeah, that's uh, and it's like. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Like, <laughs> I mean, I think it's neat that they chose like nails, right? Um, it's not something that you would think about. Um, it makes it its own kind of gameplay element, which I can kind of understand in a way. Um, but like, that's what I mean by like, I'm not sure if it's low key sexist or not. Because like, if this is a male character, what would it be changing? Like, my my baseball cap or something, or you know, like, yeah. Uh, uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on, and some of it don't explain that well. Like the gear, like I still don't really know how the magic system works. It just eventually says like I have enough magic points, so I can unlock something on the on this skill tree, I guess. And it also reminds me of like uh, Crackdown because oh, okay. that's I don't not think, a great comparison. I don't think the demo had it, uh, but this game, you know how Crackdown had those agility orbs, so you had to, like run around yeah. the map and get. This has like mana that is just fucking everywhere. You just run around and collect it. Like, I took a picture, and it's just, like, 30 mana spheres in this field. And I was like, why is this here? Or, you know, like, I just ran around for, like, a minute collecting it, and I'm like, wow, I I really accomplished something. Wow. Um, I mean, so, like, do you do you say, would you say you had a, have had a good time playing this yeah, like I, like I said, for me it's a really good game. Like I said, to kind of shut your brain off, or okay. you know, go, you know, you want to see what's in this chest, or want to go, you know, just collect something else. It's like, all right, fine, you know, just kept keep running around. Uh, okay. I wish the game had more. See, like one thing I liked about Val- Assassin's Creed Valhalla is like each land had different level. Like this, go to this land when you're like power level one fifty, or this land is like power level two hundred. This doesn't have that, so like I think I way over level for the boss, like the first the big boss that I that I took down, because there's no like oh when you hit level ten, you're you're good enough to face her. Right. So I faced her. I was I was thinking like oh my my two under leveled, and I'm like nope, I took her down. I only like used two health potions. I had like twelve of them. So this this was a bit anticlimactic. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, hopefully there's more challenge than the ones after that, I guess. Yeah, I assume there is. But, like, there's a, a ton of stuff to, like, oh, you know, reach, reach this 
uh, plateau and get like a power, like a like a permanent power up, or yeah, clear up this abandoned ruin and get a new necklace, or you know, the only gear in the game is like your necklace and your cloak, and that's it. Right, uh, uh, and you can like keep upgrading that. Yeah, cloak, but right? I mean, you can. I actually just discovered like last night. I'm like, oh, I can actually upgrade the stat on this because I thought it was just like you can like affix stuff to it or just like. They didn't even tell you you can upgrade it until like I just stumbled on it. But I said, why bother? Because you just get so much better stuff later on that why why would you keep upgrading something? Because you can change right. a fix. You can change like, oh, this one necklace repair. Like you get a self heal when you dodge. And I said, that's cool. But this better necklace doesn't have that. But I can just attach that affinity to it to the better necklace. So okay. And there's no way to sell gear. There's like no money in the game at all. It's just like materials. Oh, that's weird. There's like the the only thing you collect. Uh, there's a few traders in the game for like, oh, I can turn in these old coins and get a book, which is like an affinity or something like that. That's about it. It's there's no like buy more potions. You can just make them at crafting stings or you know buy better armor. So like the crappy armor I still have, it's just permanently in the inventory because I can't get rid of it. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's good that you've sort of been enjoying your time. I mean, I feel like I've heard two different spectrums of this game of like, man, this game sucks. I don't want to play it anymore. To okay, this game's fine, but it doesn't set the world on fire. So yeah, I'm in that second category for sure. Like, it's not the most, like, the most terrible thing in the world. Uh, and like, I wouldn't say it needs more work. And I'm not sure quite, but like it's just a little too imprecise or too janky to be like a great game, you know? Okay. But it's still fine, or it's still good enough. Do you feel like the stuff that's in the world for you to go, like the stuff that's not the main story, do you feel like it's kind of worth no. bothering to go get? Or I mean, there's no there's side quests in the game, but they're all basically in the main town, like okay, uh, or most of them. Are. Because it's not, there's only like one main town. There's not a bunch of like towns dotted, like, you know, dotting the landscape or anything. Uh, and a lot of this stuff outside the town is like, oh, just clear out this abandoned ruin or go through underground dungeon, which only has like four rooms probably, or just very basic stuff. Well, um, as again, it's like, it's good that at least it wasn't bad. Like, you've reviewed bad games and you. You have yeah. to come on here and tell us how like much you hate that you're I, having to play it, but yeah, I mean, I'll keep playing it once once we're done. So yeah, I mean, it makes me better and then go play it. Hey, you're actually like looking forward to playing it. That's positive compared yeah. to yeah. Um, so I've uh, been, I've checked out the the demo for the the rhythm final bar line, which so did I. Uh oh, you did okay. Uh. You play, have you played the the other games? I or? played the arcade game, but that was it. Okay, so you don't have the. Uh, so for me, that has played the other one or the other two. I actually have yeah. them. I still have it. I play it from time to time on my 3ds actually. Uh, so because I enjoy them that much, and obviously it's Final Fantasy music, so you can't go wrong. But there, it is. It is jarring. I will say to go from where you use the stylus and the stylus actually allows you to have control 
of like you hitting the button and moving, especially on the field ones where you move the the one back and you know back and forth into the song, right? Yeah. It is very jarring to now you're sort of having that passive movement to it where you're having to just move the joystick to it. Yep. Um, and it's also very. I felt like it was very. Was it just you? Was it just me? Or like I know my Joy Cons have drift, but it also happened to me with the Pro Controller. Uh, where with the field missions, there's times where I'm following w- the track and it still like hops and like will not stay with it. And I can't get a perfect score because it for some reason decides that it's going to have its random like where it goes all the way to the top and and the lines like in the middle somewhere. See, I think, uh, I think you yeah. might be overdoing it. See, it, yeah. it's, a, it's much more of a gradual. Yeah. Going up and down motion. Okay. Not- I mean, yeah, yeah, I've been I've been trying to get used to it, I feel like. That's the thing, is like it's different with the the 3DS and the DS like stylus because you're actually controlling it the whole time. Whereas like yeah. with with the battle ones, it's really easy. You're just pressing the button and you know, but see yeah. to me, this is I mean, you didn't play it and you probably never will because it's fucking rare as shit. But yeah. this is basically an the the port of the arcade game, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, the the arcade game has two buttons and two joysticks, and that's it. Like no oh, okay. stylus, no touching or no stylus or anything. I mean, right. And yeah, for those line things, you just move up, move the joystick up and down. Uh, I did like that they give you a lot of options to how you want to play. You're not stuck on oh, you have to press A. You have to press B. You have to press Y. Right. Uh, you can just press whatever the hell button you want, and you can press the triggers and, and even the little uh, triangle buttons on the bottom uh, yeah. if you want to. Uh, so I, I think that that makes it a lot easier because I just when you get the double ones, I just press like A and the the R button. Yeah, and that makes it easy for me. Like. I think for the most part, like I only played it on the basic. I, I finished all of the 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 five stories that it lets you get to. It, it's six songs per game or whatever that it lets you. Well, some now, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, what's thirty songs? I felt like it's almost all. You at least play five with each. No, game Final Fantasy you, Fifteen was like two songs. That was it. You must have not gotten. No, I did. I okay, got, I, I feel like it had three songs, and I was like, "All right, we're done with this story." I'm oh, like, okay, what? yeah, maybe that's that's what it was. Um, so, but if you so if you played the other games, uh, there's not a whole lot different here, uh, right. to be quite frank. Uh, you still have your battle mission ones. You have your field mission ones that we talked about, where it's like you're following the. The stream, and then you have the the movie ones, which I forgot what they're called. But you don't get to play any of those in the demo. The only yeah, ones you play I, in the demo are right. um, the battle and and field ones. So, uh, so they and they don't. So they something that they added in the the 3ds one, the curtain call, was the story mode that allows you to kind of like branch out, and you actually it kept making different ones for you depending on your level. I don't know if they're going to add any other kind of gameplay modes to this. All they've seemingly said that they're going to do is add DLC, which that's fine. You 
you know, that's what you're playing the game for at the most part. But I'm, I'm, it's cool that they added co-op, but what I'm worried about is that there's not going to be a whole lot to do once you get done with the, like, doing the series stuff. Now, there's like 15 songs or whatever per game, or I think Final Fantasy 14 has like 32. But, yeah. yeah it, I mean, also, who cares about a campaign in this game? Like, it's, it's a rhythm well, I'm not. Well, I'm not talking about a campaign, but it was something that allowed you to keep feeling like you were gaining things and you you kept getting like the collection cards and and I things mean, like that. You know, your characters are supposed to be gaining levels. You yeah, know, you are. Um, and they go to like 99 or whatever before you can reset them if they go just like the other games do. Uh, I mean, plus like yeah. the DLC, so, you know, you're going to get that expensive version, hopefully. Yeah, so. well, I don't. Well, now that I found out, I don't need to get the expensive version because that's basically just a season pass. I only have to buy the digital deluxe one. Yeah, that's just the twenty-seven songs. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's to me, it's fun. Like, um, it's very enjoyable. Of course, you're listening to fantastic music, so it helps uh, on that end. And then, of course, getting to see all the characters again for Final Fantasy games that I haven't played in a long time like five and uh i think i only played two like one time so i don't remember any of those characters uh and you know then getting to go and you know play with the the seven characters or 15 or um so there's that i i think it's what if if you like those 3ds games or the ds game it's pretty much that but just on your modern console and you don't have the interactivity of using the stylus, which I think a lot of people are going to find jarring at the beginning. But I think if you get past like a, a good, a- I would say play the demo. I would say if you have come from playing the th- the 3DS or DS game, play the demo. Let me ask uh, yeah. you, did you actually manage to perfect any song? I did. I perfect okay. like three or four songs. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I did. The, I mean, I got like triple S rank in a few songs. I'm like, all right. I'm yeah. Like- this, that's this what that is fine. like the perfect chain or what i did yeah. get the perfect perfect i think on a couple see to um, me this felt like better than like the persona persona dan- uh rhythm game why would you say that because like that game you ha- like is very direction based or very yeah yeah know, exactly you had the three buttons for each side and this is kind of a, a lot looser just press whatever it's a press whatever you want yeah it's it's great for accessibility as far as like you don't. You can press the A button if you want. Uh, you do have to press one of the joysticks for the yellow button, the one that goes in certain directions. It took me a little bit to figure out the ones that uh, where it has the two arrows. Yeah. And like figuring out that okay, they're both going in one direction, so I have to press both joysticks in that direction, or both yep. uh, or split them off, or whatever. Um, I usually just press A. For almost everything, uh, you can try to make it harder for yourself and press certain buttons if you want. Um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that they made they gave you a lot of freedom to play that game however you want, which that's good too. When you're coming from the stylus, which is very regimented, you have to use the stylus for everything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be. I'll definitely be getting this one way or another. I'm still waiting for to see if Adam is going to get a code uh, I mean, for me. Yeah, I'd say it's a little too early still, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely not. When you have the demo out there, uh, I'm definitely going to write something about the demo. Um, probably Tuesday, I'll have it out at some time, and then you'll see an unfold one there. 
Though the flag uh, needs more one-winged angel. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll we'll get to that song eventually. I'm sure. I so, mean, to me, yeah. like I, I can't wait to like play some near automata music in that game. Oh yeah, that's gonna be like I loved playing like the Chrono Trigger music in that game, or the or the Legend of Mana music in the other games. So. That's going to be fun to play. And then uh, the Live Alive music is really good. I've listened to the soundtrack a few times. So yep. uh, that's going to be cool. Uh, I have played a bit more One Piece Odyssey. I've gotten into the second uh, second arc or whatever that you get to play in, which is Any's Lobby, um, all that stuff. Uh, that game is, is still fun for me. It's still enjoyable. Um, the... The battles are not hard, but ex- again, ex- the whole thing is experiencing that world and experiencing those characters, and um, you're getting abridged versions of what it feels like to me. I think is that that first one that you do, the Alabasta, they meant for all of them to be that long, and then somebody came and told them, "Yo, this game has to come out." So yeah. y'all got to do something. And then they decided, oh, we got to like hurry this up. And so yeah. they they made the abridged versions of the other three because they cut out a lot between like Alabasta feels like they only cut out like the individual battles that they have with the other characters because yeah, you have to. It's not going to make sense because they they actually keep them as a party together as opposed to the enemy that splits them off all the time. Uh, so in the other ones, it's like, they really go from here to, oh crap, oh here, and then here, and then it's like, oh, that's the end of the arc. And then it's like, well, if you want to watch the rest of it, watch the anime. And so, like, um, I mean, that's fine. Like, there is an anime out there, there's a manga out there, I know it's a million chapters, and that's not easy for everybody. But, yeah, it's just weird also that they skip, like, a whole bunch of crap to go to Dressarosa at the end, which... I get it. They wanted one that had like a really, really known bad guy aside from the one in the beginning. So uh, that's understandable. Um, just, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not finding, like I'm finding the quests that they have you do are not super interesting. But again, this is like why I say, if you're not a One Piece fan at all, this is not a game to go by. Yeah, uh, it's- yeah. It's funny because Jens was talking about trying to get either get the game or like tr- try to get it back into One Piece, like the anime. And he was I like, wouldn't. I watched, he, he was like, I watched the first 150 episodes, and I was like, well, hey, 900 more to go, you know. <laughs> I would tell you, I told the ends that it only goes to this certain arc, and I know that's like 700 episodes in or whatever. But like, I would just watch recaps, and you really don't need to watch anything because. They're gonna sort of recap whatever's important, yeah. But it's not necessarily that important because it's a different version of what actually happened. So, I think if you know the care, just know the characters and know how they interact with each other. Um, you're the the two that you meet like really far in the show. You don't even do anything with them until like way later. Like I'm. Again, I'm I've met Frankie in the past and I still can't use him in the actual game. And then Brooke, don't even talk about Brooke. I can't even where I'm not even going to go through Brooke's arc in the in that he goes through in the show where you get him, where, you know, he gets added to the 
to the party, you're not you're going to skip that entire arc. He's just going to be there randomly. So like I know there's going to be some context and I know Jens loves the context and he loves knowing all the stuff or whatever, but I really think he can play this game with just having the 150 episodes that he's watched yeah. and just enjoy the game for what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that game takes a while. Like uh, it's not, I, I, I know people say they can beat in 30 hours, but I've played two long sessions of that game and I, and I'm still like, wow, there's still a lot here to go. So, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, if you like One Piece, I definitely think you should definitely look into checking out this game. Uh, let's get into the TV show stuff. So let's let's start out here with Amazon deciding that they wanted to purchase the media rights from Embracer Group for Tomb Raider. Uh, there is going to be a Tomb Raider movie and there's going to be a Tomb Raider show similar to the Rings of Power uh, stuff that they did with Lord of the Rings, which, um, you know, that's a five year deal that they made with that. They've already done the first season. That's gotten seeming like there's some people that really love it and there's people that really hate it. So it's somewhere in the middle there as far as what people are um, feeling on it. It's being written by. Uh, the writer Fleabag, uh, Phoebe Walter-Bridge, um, they want to basically make, according to some reports, they want to make Tomb Raider like Marvel level. Uh, that's not easy to do. Or that's easy to say. I go ask DC how easy that is to do. Um, I don't know. Do you think they're being a little bit too like lofty with those goals? I mean... Yeah. Like, shouldn't you, shouldn't, shouldn't you like be like, let's have a good show first? So like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, why I does mean, everything have to be? Oh, it has to be Marvel, or it's it sucks. Like, well, I, I think Tomb Raider, like Laura Croft, is kind of an interesting character, but she has like no supporting cast. Exactly. No, no main bad guy. I mean, I get like what is is like the only character is like her butler that you lock in the freezer, or, or you know, like her abandoned dad and that's about it you know yeah uh i mean they're i guess they're just using like the marvel thing as an example of like a prestige kind of action show but most marvel shows aren't that and i, I think just Tomb Raider is just kind of like limiting like when i just do a uh a, a reboot of the relic with whatever tia carrera or the i think it was the Re no not the relic it was like the huntress or something stupid like that but she was basically, that was basically yeah. like Tomb Raider in like, you know, the late 2000s or like late 90s. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, Relic Hunter. That was close. Uh, so, like, yeah, it, it's just weird. Like, how, how do you expand that franchise out to be this multimedia, you know, hopefully Juggernaut Empire thing that you want? Yeah, like Lord of the Rings has all of that there, right? They can say well, something like that because there's media yeah. based on that already. No, they're, they're, well, they had it there until someone got it. I mean, or correct in the first place, and then had to come up with a whole bunch of new shit. <laughs> right, but I mean, there's books there. There's other things they can, you know. Yeah. So, but Tomb Raider, it's like okay, well, they they made the first movie and it was fine. Yeah, uh, and they screwed the second one. They didn't even yeah. they, like they didn't get the contract in time or whatever. So, like, oops. I think as a movie. 
it could work. I just, I don't know, as a TV show. Well, unfortunately, I, as a TV show, you know what they're going to do. It'll be like the adventures of young Laura Croft. Because, yeah, you know, well, like yeah. whatever whatever movie actress they hopefully get, like Gal Gadot or someone, they're not going to do a fucking TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Are they going to get a like lesser known actress on purpose so they can have them do both the movie and the TV show? Or are they going to do the, the Warner brothers thing where they'll have a different actress be the movie one to have bigger notoriety for the movie and then, uh, have, they'll do, they'll do yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, just so? don't, okay. I don't think, I don't think movies are great for video game. I mean, as we've seen lately, uh, unless, unless you're unless you're Sonic or Mario, basically. yeah, because those no, are, those oh, are pretty those are pretty yeah. simple ideas, or they they can be, right? But like a Gears of War movie, it's like, yo, that is a fairly involved thing. Exactly. Yeah. Even even the first game is like that takes six six or seven hours. Uh so good luck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at look at the Halo TV show, right? Like that. And look at look at the. I mean, it's just just because you do a TV show doesn't mean it's going to be great either, right? It, right. it can take things in a direction that you're like, ah, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I'm, the Halo show, like the actual Halo part, is fine. It's all the other crap they try to add into it that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the problem is they're adding in things that like and say, mean, uh, okay. Look, a, a good example is that Resident Evil show. Like I thought it was fine, but I don't hold that series in like. Rev, you know, religious look reverence at, that some people do. But has know. there been a good Resident Evil movie? It's like that's no. that's the <laughs> but, thing. Yeah, um, they've tried and and they've tried versions where it's like closer to the games. Or they've tried versions that are just completely off the wall from the games. Uh, I mean, that Raccoon City movie wasn't completely awful. It was just very yeah. too low budget and stupid. Yeah, I but agree. Like the actors were fine, or they were cast well. Actually, I thought. Yeah, I liked it more than a lot of people did, but still, it's I, I agree with you with the like whole. The, low the biggest problem was actually like the the, the Spanish Leon character. It's like what? It's like, like yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes you know, doing things for diversity doesn't necessarily work. Uh, but yeah, I just. Look, there's a lot to be left. It it really is going to come down to the writing, and it really is going to come down to the actress. Uh, yeah. That person is going to be a face of a franchise, whether they want to or not. Because Tomb Raider, that's that. You know, how many years did it's the same Laura Croft until they changed Laura? And then, you know, for the longest time, when we thought about Tomb Raider, it was Angelina Jolie was was the Tomb Raider movies. So um and she probably still is because the other one, you know, didn't do so well. So it it's a yeah. shame, uh, cause she's not athletic and she might be too old at this, but the actress they got to like do the mocap for Laura Croft and like the voice work. Yeah. Uh her name's Camilla Luddington. Like she'd be a good a good Laura Croft. But, you know, she's pushing forty now. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, she's not gonna, you know, she's gonna be jumping around. And, and they're gonna want, like you said, they're gonna want a younger, yeah, crop that they can have for five years or ten years or however long they want to do this. Yeah, for. I mean, Alicia Vicklander is, I think, like mid thirties. Yeah, uh, let's say at thirty four. So got signed to that, like you know, five years ago, like twenty nine. Right. 
So, yeah, they'll find some like new, new, new model that can muddle through it enough. <laughs> yeah, no doubt uh, on that. Or they'll just call Daisy Ridley because you're not doing much anymore. Yeah, I mean, but they all can't be The Last of Us, right? Um, but it helps when your game is basically a TV show already. So um, they don't have to do that much. Um, did you see the the story about how like Bruce Staley feels like he's basically been like written off from? I saw like part yeah, of it. Yeah, but, you know that that's always kind of what happens when someone leaves the studio or someone you know. Right when the other guy gets a lot of notoriety, they, he kind of becomes the face of that. Unfortunately, yeah. and yeah, you get forgotten that you were part of, especially the first one. I mean, it's uh, like uh, Mortal Kombat, Ed Boon, and uh, John Tobias. Like, it's primarily Ed Boon does it now because he's been with that studio forever, or he, you know, right, he never left. And John Tobias left after I think like MK3 or MK4. He's not remembered <laughs> that much anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're, you'll remember Ed Boon more. So, um. I thought both episodes, I mean, obviously episode three is amazing. That's uh, not going to beat around the bush there. Um, episode two, I thought was really good as well. Uh, you know, you had the big, okay, so I'm going to capture this by saying there could be spoilers in this conversation. So if you have not watched any of the episodes and you made it this far, uh, knowing that the last thing we had to talk about was The Last of Us, our thoughts of The Last of Us episodes. Um, you know, do what you want to do here. Uh, also, if you want to hear a more in-depth discussion on all three of the episodes, uh, Chapter Select with our friends Jens and, and Randy, uh, they have all three podcasts about those episodes up on, uh, you can go subscribe on Chapter Select uh, on any podcast feed you want, or you can go check it out on the W2 Network YouTube feed it's there. Uh, all of them are. So if you want us all in one place, anyway, uh, you know, you had the big moment with Tess, right? Um, yep. Which, uh, rest in peace. And I forgot her name. Now, Anna but, Torv. Yeah. That, uh, no, not Anna Torv. Uh, the, the actress that voiced Tess in the game. Oh, actually, uh, yeah. Um, at a you know still fairly long young age uh, as well, so uh, it's, it's something weird. Anna Wershing, I think. Yeah, Anna Wershing, huh? Yeah, that's who it is. So she did a great job as Tess in the games. Um, yeah, I, like how did you feel about episode two and just I guess the way they did that and uh, yeah, it was good. Or yeah, it's nice to see more of Ellie or. She hasn't been like a huge factor yet in the show. Yeah, um, uh, the moment with the the clickers, I thought was really well done. Uh, it mirrored the game, yeah, pretty well. Also, um, I thought they did a really good thing of having the tension there with her when she goes into the hole, and then the clickers just kind of like there, <laughs> listening or whatever. Yeah, the um, third one, you mean? Yeah, the third. Sorry, that's the third one. Yeah, um, I watched them back to back, so I'm kind of getting them mixed okay, up a yeah. little bit. But yeah, I just it's it was a good setup to get them there, and then you have episode three, and damn, 
Now, this is like the the big time that they deviated a lot from the, the game because uh, Bill, when you meet... Well, you meet him. <laughs> when you meet him, the husband's already dead, right? So well, you they don't weren't, have... They well, weren't like a couple in the game. Yeah. Or at least explicitly. It's kind of implied that he is gone, right? So then you have this in the show that basically kind of tells you their whole story in an hour. And... Nick Offerman does a tremendous job. Uh, not gonna, both of them do, quite honestly, in telling that story, pulling at your heartstrings, and setting it all up for that ending. And damn, you know, I just yeah. well done. It's nice to see Nick Offerman getting some getting some respect. <laughs> yeah, Did you see the thing about it. He blames Banjo Kazooie for not playing a game. Yeah, that's fine. That's years, probably true. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a friend who get like addicted to World of Warcraft in yeah. college. He like dropped out because of that. right. So it's like, yeah, I can totally say that. I had a friend do the same thing exactly. So, uh, and my brother lost his first marriage due to it. So yeah, that's um, it, it was just like, um, you watch a lot more media than I do, so you probably weren't necessarily i guess maybe moved as much perhaps no, no, uh, yeah yeah it was good yeah 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 but um yeah and then like the stuff with with ellie and joel was done really well too because it, it has a meaning of like everything Joel's lost to this point it makes him feel like okay well ellie is the one that's worth like continuing this journey for let's let's do this you know um yeah. so like i think it's set up really well for this episode that we're going to get to witness here. Um, I mean, like, are you, and I forgot the name of the, we're going to get to see something in this episode. I can't remember what the name of them are right now, but. I think it's more yeah. the, the, the federal. Oh, the hunters. Government. You're going to get to see the hunters in this episode. Okay. But yeah, I, I think so far I need to go listen to like Randy and Yenz's like more breakdown of this because I'm I'm just watching it, you know, as a show. I'm not I don't have the big uh connection to the games like you guys do. Uh, well, so, I know Yen, me and Yenz have played it, but we don't have the the obsession that res. So. Yeah. But I mean uh, overall definitely deserves to have the season two renewal, which we kinda knew was gonna happen anyway after all the plots that they got for the first two episodes and the viewing numbers and all that stuff. Uh but I think after like the shock and I mean I have people that are not gamers that that were watching episode three on their break and I had talked to them about the show, or whatever, and I'm like, hey, if you make it to episode three, you tell me you don't like it after that, then whatever but i dare you to make it to episode three and tell me you don't want you didn't that didn't make you feel some type of way and every time i've had like three people they watch it and they go damn i want to watch this i want to go play the game now i'm like well you know what if you want to play the game uh it's very much yeah it's (laughs) that's not in there number one and then number two it is kind of set up like a show already so it's not like you're having to really do a lot of video gaming stuff, but the story is also really good. So, um, yeah. yeah. So anything else that you, you want to discuss here before we head out? Not really. I picked one thing I did pick up also when I was with my mom was, uh, a few days later, uh, a copy of Contra three for the super Nintendo. 
Oh, nice. But oh, I got yeah, the, you, yeah, you showed me. Yeah, I got uh, the uh, kiosk version or like the demo version. It's still the same game, but okay. it's a cooler label <laughs> and is nice. Six six times more expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's always uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So you told me that you like traded in. Well, I already had a Captain then... Contra three, so I traded oh, okay. that in, and then I traded <laughs> in some, like yeah, some other DVDs and stuff. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. All right, cool. Next, oh, this is funny. Also, next month is a convention, like a comic, not comic, but like media guest convention, I guess. And they're gonna have a whole bunch of Kevin Smith actors there, or Kevin Smith people. Yeah, including Kevin Smith. Uh, oh, nice. And a few wrestlers like Rhino will be there, and Trish Stratus, and. Others. Oh, the Trish and Rhino, cool. But Kevin Smith, he's like the one I kind of want to see, get an autograph from. Yeah. Everyone else is like thirty bucks, forty bucks for an autograph. Right. His minimum is like two, is like two sixty. Jesus. Uh fuck that. Yeah, I no, mean, really. To put it in perspective, Matt Smith, who I saw, you know, two months ago, three months ago, was like a hundred. Yeah. And no offense to Kevin Smith. Matt Smith is a way bigger deal than Kevin Smith will ever be. So yeah, I mean to be fair, House of Dragon helped a lot in that department because yeah, yeah, uh, but Kevin also Smith, like Doctor Who, like you know, oh no, yeah, Doctor Who's a huge deal. I'm not yeah. saying it's not. Well, it's just yeah, I mean they're having another convention by me soon, and it's going to be a lot of like the Arrow actors, like the main guy from Arrow and the oh okay, Arrow. like Stephen Amell, yeah. And I look at his prices, and he's like sixty bucks for an autograph. Okay, and I'm so like, bad. hell yeah, you know. Or uh, yeah. Mick Foley will be there, and he's like, yeah, fifty bucks. Ah, uh, yeah, Mick's always one for the, the yeah. fans, though. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith is like two sixty. I'm like fucking high. Like you need to stop right. smoking weed at that price. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but that's about right. it for me. <laughs> Uh, I think really the only game worth noting that comes out next week is a pretty huge one. Uh, before we get to, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, it's a, hog, a little game known as Hogwarts Legacy. No, controversy, no controversy about this whatsoever. game at all. Yeah, right? yeah. Like no. Uh, so I'm pretty sure next week online is be very toxic. So whatever side of the fence that you're on. Uh, get ready because the other side of the fence is going to come at you. If you're trying to buy this game or if you're not buying this game for whatever reason you decide that you don't want to buy this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not intrigued by this game, but because I have to make sure I had the money set aside for uh, theater rhythm and possibly like a dragon as well, I'm going to bow out on that. Um, Considering who makes the game, I'm not going to be surprised if it shows up on either PlayStation Plus, Game Pass, both, or uh, just goes on a sale really quick. Um, so I'm just going to wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure there will be many people that are just excited for this game. I think the reviews are actually supposed to hit pretty soon here. Like, a, If not the day you're listening to this, the day after, so we're going to know well beforehand what people are going to think, but remember because this game has so much like political and other kind of tensions 
you may want to be wary of the critic score on this and you know all that stuff uh make sure who you're reading what the context is of their review and all that kind of whatever uh but again i'll start remember this is a video game and don't take things too ridiculous either um right aside from that there's that really sweet cute uh co-op uh game that's coming on switch and pc called blanc uh that's basically coming the next time we do the episode um labyrinth of the galleria which is uh a remake of an old like vita rpg by nas um the 10 dates romancing game that comes out on valentine's itself and the Toplan arcade shoot 'em up which i like chumps so not gonna lie if i might like look into it uh but yeah that's what's coming uh well, i'll talk about the bowl i don't know if we if if the code comes in which i doubt it because uh, these big publishers like to make us wait till the last day, which, hey, fair to them. Um, and even if we did get a Like a Dragon code, I doubt Mark could probably talk about uh, stuff about the game anyway. So, um, but either way, we will be back next Sunday. Uh, yep. We are going to have two episodes again next Sunday. So next Sunday, I know it's Super Bowl, so I'm not expecting anybody watching live or whatever, but there's always the on-demand um we're gonna do a regular episode uh like we did today and then we'll do our very late 2022 uh game of the year stuff uh jens is gonna be on the episode with us and then randy and daniel are going to be submitting their lists that's uh, a super bowl i'm not expecting randy or daniel to be on they're both uh, sports guys that's why it's perfect uh, for jens because he doesn't care at all like just like yeah, me so yeah, but I'm I'm gonna be missing it to do it, but whatever. Um, I, I that's why uh, recording exists, and I can just watch it later because I don't care. Uh, I mean, our, a good friend of ours, Robert Taylor, is a Chiefs fan, so go to the Chiefs for him. But I personally don't give a crap if the Eagles win at all. So um, yeah, and as a, a coworker of mine, Joseph says, two hundred sixty dollars for an autograph is absolutely crazy. Yes, yeah. So. Some whole yeah. big package, but like I asked it, I asked the uh organizer, I'm like, how much is it? Like, him at a table, sign an autograph. So like, well, he's not doing that, okay? Then I'll catch you later, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, so again, remember, we have a part one you can go listen to if you haven't. Uh, you can uh, let us know if you enjoyed uh, both the episodes, what you think, any comments you want to make, you can do them on the YouTube channel, or you can uh, leave us a review five stars on the podcast version whatever uh we'll again do a regular episode next week do our very late 2022 uh game of the year pick our top 25 of the year and of course our game of the year and everything else so uh get ready for next week as well and uh hey enjoy your week happy gaming see you later everybody